In today's episode, I'm clearly very excited to welcome fall because I talk about scary stuff and my movie list. I also delve deeper into what it takes to actually even think about starting your own business, entrepreneurial mindset, passion, and goal setting. This episode is powered by Dolicier, my favorite cookie dough shop that's now open in my neighborhood. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of my Bossy Diaries and to the last day of September. I can't believe that it's October tomorrow. In one day, it's officially October, my favorite freaking time of the year. Everything is just so cozy, so serene. It's just, in my opinion, the beginning of the best time of the year. October, November, December, holidays, warm, love. It's just uh, the best time. So I'm really happy. September was so great though. Really coming from having a really bad summer. um, (laughs) I'm just really happy to have had a solid month of just greatness and excitement. It was so productive. There was a really nice work-life balance for me. Um, It was really great. And I could say all in all, I'm really proud of stuff that's been accomplished in September this year. So sad to see you go, but even more excited to see October here. It's currently not even 6 a.m., I know I'm a little bit crazy. I'm usually up super early. Um, but yeah, it's just about 6 a.m. right now. And the thing is, though, is this episode's only going to be published probably early afternoon, um, which is fitting because my theme is brunch Sundays. So hopefully, if you are brunching alone or with girl boss friends, you can tune in. But Regardless, I guess people usually brunch between like 11.30 and 3. So it's pretty it's pretty fitting timing. But yeah, so this is my first episode of Brunch Sunday. And I'm sort of loving it. And I'm also sort of loving my freaking coffee right now. If you guys haven't tried... So I have... I can't really have dairy. It makes me feel really sick. Um, so I'm obsessing with this new almond hazelnut creamer, and it's so freaking good. It tastes like fall. Um, yeah, I'm still in PJs right now. I have my big slipper socks on from Chapters. Um, if you guys are thinking of Christmas gift ideas for me, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I totally go through those um, like freaking hotcakes. Um, but yeah, so I'm just feeling very festive right now and very excited to welcome October super happy. So anyways, I feel like last month I kind of stepped back and a lot happened. Stuff shifted, whether I forced it or whether it happened on its own. Stuff just kind of took the reins. And also I'm a big believer in karma. And I just feel like, like if you do good, it's going to come back to you. Obviously, if you do bad, that's going to come back to you too, which isn't fun. Um, but I just feel like a lot of really positive things happened to everyone in my life last month. And it just makes me really, really happy. Um, yeah. So anyways, 
October is literally here and I've sort of been taking a lot of time for myself. As you know, I'm a big believer in alone time and decompressing at night and just kind of letting my mind relax and go back into a normal state. Because if you're anything like me or if you have your own business, you know that your mind is a lot of the time consistently on adrenaline and it could get exhausting and tiring and it can also form brain fog which isn't cool like this year there's been times where I just find myself not remembering things that are just so simple and it's just because I don't let my mind rest so I've been on a solo kick at night and in the morning and just to get ready for the work day so um yeah I've been kind of obsessing with um, reading and researching, especially with stuff that has to do with Halloween. (laughs) So something that I've been getting into is real research on scary things and Halloween history and stuff. Um, but I've been studying a lot about haunted places in Canada. So for those who don't know where I live. I actually live in Montreal, which is in Canada. Um, I know a lot of you are from the States, which is so cool. But yeah, so I'm Canadian and yeah, I've been doing a lot of research on places around here. So I have actually two excerpts that I kind of want to read. So first of all, we found that there is a haunted place in Montreal and there's also a haunted place in Ottawa and both of the stories are pretty freaking creepy. So the first one, um, the first haunted place is on St. Paul Street in Old Montreal. So pretty much, I'll read it to you. This street is widely considered Montreal's most haunted street in Montreal. This neighborhood has witnessed much of the city's history from the days of New France to today. The most common ghosts spotted include a phantom horse-drawn carriage that spirits visitors to the new neighborhood and the ghost of the slave woman. The slave woman is known as Marie-Joseph Angelique, who was accused of arson in 1734 and was tortured and then executed despite her innocence. She commonly is seen wearing a white robe with a sign dangling around her neck with the word arsonist and is said to be seeking revenge from her unlawful execution. So that's in St. Paul Street. So it's really close to my house. And then another one. So in Ottawa, which is the capital of Canada, um, it's at High Ottawa Jail Hostel. Obviously, I'm sure spooky things have occurred there. One of the world's spookiest buildings named Lonely Planet. It's housed in the building that was previously known as Carleton County Jail from 1862 to 1972. The prison included tiny cells, no windows, and public executions. Ew. Many inmates died due to horrible conditions and were buried on site. The most common paranormal activity reported by guests staying in the cells is a man standing at the foot of the bed clutching a Bible. People believe it is the ghost of Patrick James Whelan, who was hung for assassinating politician Thomas Darcy McGee. So frigging creepy. Oh my god. No. I'm very interested in learning more about paranormal and aliens and ghosts. And anyways, as you know, I'm obsessed. So yeah, I thought those two pieces of history were interesting. Um, 
yeah, also, I don't know. I just really love fall too. I love watching scary movies. I actually have a list of movies that I either want to rewatch or get to. Actually, I'll just share them with you. Um, but also just like walking around just cozy wearing slippers. Um, like I said, watching movies, reading books, burning candles. Actually, if you didn't know, I, one of my companies is called sugar and spice and I make homemade vegan soy wax candles. And I just just launched my autumn collection and I love it. So my current, um, fall scents are pumpkin spice, which is so good. Deep in the woods, which smells like, um, it smells like there's like pine and cedar and oak in there. It smells really woodsy, very fall in the moonlight is so it's very floral. It's really good. I have apple picking, which obviously is apple extract. It just smells divine. And I have a scent called Cozy, which obviously is fitting to how I like feeling in the fall. Um, but it just smells like really good. It's like smells like vanilla and cocoa and baked goods and stuff. So love it, love it. Um, yeah, so just like being home, love going pumpkin picking and apple picking and yeah, just spending time with the family and outdoors and with friends. And yeah, so okay, wait. I have my list here of movies that I really, really want to watch this Halloween. So let me know your thoughts or if I'm missing any. Um, even though there's like a huge selection of scary movies that are released at the beginning of October, which is tomorrow, I always pretty much cling to like the classics because nothing scares me more than some of the craziest ones like the exorcist is crazy or a nightmare on elm street but those two i always have to watch almost first but then these i'm gonna say there's about 10 that i wrote down um these ones i'm very much excited to rewatch or to watch for the first time so my favorite movie ever ever is the shining with jack nicholson it's just i don't know i have some sort of weird obsession with it so the shining then, of course, Halloween. I really like the original one. Um, it's actually my ringtone on my phone, which is kind of cool. Scream. I like that one a lot. The Ring. Hocus Pocus. Sleepy Hollow. The Conjuring. The Last House on the Left is actually really good. I want to rewatch that. Cabin Fever. I watched it once. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I just want to rewatch it again. Trick or Treat is really good. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love that one. And then finally, House on Haunted Hill. I really, really like that one too. So I'm getting excited to be able to hopefully get through this whole list before Halloween. So yeah. Anyways, um, also I just wanted to say too, if you guys do want sugar and spice candles to burn while you're home or just reading or whatever, I created a coupon code for you on my Etsy shop. So my Etsy shop is XO Sugar Spice OX and my coupon code is podcast. So P-O-D-C-A-S-T for 20% off. So if you guys want to get some candles or pretty much anything from my shop, I make everything from scratch. It's all organic, natural, um, really good for your body. So trust me, like I have so many freaking conditions that I can't take chances with this stuff anymore. So I had to kind of make my own stuff. Um, so yeah, you could totally use my coupon code for 20% off of everything. 
so yeah, so that's pretty much, I'm so excited for October. I'm going to stop saying that. I know it's very like a broken record, but yeah, very, very happy. Um, yeah, so pretty much today what I wanted to talk about lots of questions about how to start your own business. So I kind of want to delve deeper into this topic. There is so much that goes into even just preparing to launch your own business. There's so many, so many components, but I kind of just wanted to talk about mindset and getting started and kind of what your next steps are if you really do decide to start your own business. So I am going to begin. Um, So first of all, to be a business owner, you need to be a leader and an entrepreneur. And not anyone can do it. Honestly, you need to have specific characteristics. Um, Some of them are great. Some aren't as great. So um, if you don't have these characteristics, it doesn't mean you're not as good as somebody else. It just means entrepreneurship isn't in the cards for you. And that's completely fine. But if you do really find yourself feeling to start your own thing and you really think you can do it, um, my first suggestion is to make sure that you do have the characteristics of becoming a business owner and being a leader. So the first thing is you really have to be, I guess you could say self-motivated. You really, really need to be motivated. You need to be self-motivated. You need to be able to kind of bounce back from negative situations quickly, not let them eat at you, which is tough. At the beginning, there are going to be lots of things that will push you off and it will take you time to get back on. But eventually with practice always comes perfection and you get used to negatives that will, that do drag you down, but eventually they'll, you'll just kind of let them slide off of you like, like rain, you know? So, um, you need to be self-motivated. Entrepreneurship can definitely be lonely at times but you really do get out of it what you put in. If you get things done alone and you can work alone, then you are already kind of on the right tracks. You need to kind of be able to realize that this you're in this alone and everyone else that is here to hold your hands or support you or work for you, that's great and dandy, but like you really are your own boss. So you need to be able to be alone, self-motivated. That's one. Two, you cannot get flustered under pressure. Business stress will be overwhelming a lot, a lot, a lot, and it never stops. There's always something. So you have to be able to juggle running your business while dealing with pressure from pretty much all angles. If you crumble easily under pressure, guys, don't go into entrepreneurship. Maybe work for an entrepreneur, but don't go into it because you need to have... um, need to be good under pressure. Um, Do research. So make sure you can, one, do research because as you grow, you're going to have to kind of go through different SWOT analysis. Um, SWOT analyses are going through the strengths, the weaknesses, which are internal factors, the opportunities and the threats, which are external factors of your industry. So you're going to have to be able to kind of strap down and focus and do research. So you need to One, be good at research, and two, make sure you do enough research before getting into business with yourself. Whatever business you want to start will require this, and you need to take the first steps and become an expert on 
what you think will be profitable and then figure out if it is. Um, a big thing that I've really come to perfect, I guess, is learning the ropes of social media. Today, we are freaking lucky because the internet and social media give us opportunities to do the most efficient research and to propel our businesses quicker than we could have ever imagined. Today, you can literally have a successful business if done properly in a few months, as opposed to before, they would always say it takes a good three to five years to kind of grow and establish your foundation. That was before we had the power of social at our hands, at our fingertips. Also, if you do it properly, you could become a leading influencer in your category. Um, and there are all sorts of different categories for your industry. You would be freaking surprised. So make sure you do research to see one, who your competitors are, if it's profitable, if it makes sense. And also what it takes to be an entrepreneur. So um, from there, you need to have passion for what you're going to do. It's so, so important to be passionate about what you want to start and what type of business you want to own. If you do not love what you're doing, it's going to show. If you love what you're doing, it's going to radiate off your face and off of you. And... You just need to have passion for what you do. If you if you don't believe in it, nobody else will. If you do, trust me, you're going to create a gang full of supporters and lovers who just want your idea to succeed, really, really. Um, so there are times when your business will feel like a job. So like everything, there's all sorts of different hats that you have to wear. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is if you're passionate about what you're doing, you're going to definitely soar and do well. So um, just make sure that these little pointers are done. Also, I'm going to say the last point is you need to establish a really solid foundation before you solely focus on this full time. Um, it's easy for people to just kind of quit their job and to focus on what they want to do because they'd rather be doing their hobby or passion more so than whoever their nine to five job is to work for. But the thing is, is before you actually consider even le leaving that like steady paycheck, you should have a foundation established big time. And when I say foundation, I really talk about funds. Um, you need to have a generous emergency fund just in case. You never know because things will not work out most of the time. It, it sounds so negative, but honestly, like you may hire somebody thinking that they're the right person and they may in fact have, there may in fact be like a part of your team or company just to get the knowledge and eventually their mindset fizzled out or whatever. So you just need to have, um, a generous emergency fund for sure. And your actual debt should be, if possible, close to zero. It shouldn't be out of control because bills are going to come and income from entrepreneurship can be super sporadic. So you need to be best prepared as you can be. Um, also with a foundation, you need to have a business plan in place Super important, super lucrative. My first business plan was 72 pages, which is excessive. It's big time excessive. Today, you can actually build and write um, much smaller plans, like 20 to 30 pages. But it's really important. And I mean, there's so many different areas that need to be covered. But anyways, it's just 
I definitely suggest starting your own things. Uh, just make sure you are prepared and focused. Um, also, I spoke about this briefly last time, but I really, really feel that if you want to be your own boss, before getting any sort of investor to take on different departments or components or to allocate towards that, you should, in fact, experience every single job. You should go through the procedures to see how they work, to see how they run, to see if they should be tweaked according to your business need. So I suggest really for the first year um, of starting a business, if you can, definitely have a part-time revenue source so that you can allocate the time and energy to go through all of the um, positions and stuff to kind of see how really, how they all work and how they all run. So on top of um, all of the different positions, there are a bunch of different things that do need to be I guess, gone through before starting, some of them could in fact be just goal setting or things that make you happy or making lists. Hey, Janet, welcome to the neighborhood. Thanks, Sam. So excited to be here. Uh, I'm Janet. I'm the founder of Dolicieux. Um, We're brand new here in Vaudreuil and we're excited to say that if you mention uh, Sam or the podcast, you guys get a free scoop. So come on by. Thanks so much. I think it's really important to set goals. I think it's important to set some pretty big goals. You know, your ideal, your end of line ideal achievement, which from experience, it's never going to be your end goal because you're always going to be adding on more. But um, yeah, before really stopping down and starting a business, you should definitely figure out what your goals will be for that business and where you want to go, how you want to be seen, how you want to pretty much um, function in your operations. So I also recommend learning how to plan properly uh, to prevent poor performance. It's huge. I have some planning tips that, you know what, I'm happy to go through with you guys, but just before that, just know that anything you want to do can become a business these days. Like really anything. You can even become, you can even be an Instagram freaking content creator and make a living off of that. If you wanted to be an Instagram or an influencer, it could be a really factual Instagram with like science-based proven facts on X, Y, or Z as opposed to the opposite spectrum, which you can just be like a makeup or beauty or fashion blogger. You can literally monetize anything and you can make anything into a business. It just, you really have to love what you're doing and not just do it because somebody else is doing it and you want to do it better or it looks easy or fun. Like, no, you really need to really, really want it. Um, yeah, so you can even, honestly, if you specialize in types of, I don't know, leaves, types of trees, let's say. You can actually start a blog on nature, on leaves, and you can actually make money off of having a blog. Last December, actually, just my blog and my Insta alone, I did pretty well. And that was just for fun on the side. So that wasn't even taking it seriously. So 
there's honestly the sky's the limit for um, us self-employed people. So anyways, so I think I'd like to end this by saying two things. One, make sure before you start anything that you are ultimately, ultimately passionate about it, that it's something you're not going to get bored of. Obviously, running a business comes with tedious tasks. Example, let's say you don't like doing, I don't know, accounting or emails. Obviously, at the beginning, you're going to have to do both, unfortunately. But eventually, longer term, you can outsource that or you can hire or delegate those responsibilities. So keep in mind that it's not necessarily about being passionate about everything that it encompasses, more so the idea. So make sure that you choose something that you're passionate about. Two, write a business plan. Start planning, start preparing. It's so, so lucrative. And when I say planning, I also mean planning your mind as well. So it's important to put stuff on paper or type things out and have that structured plan, but it's also important to start planning your lifestyle, making sure you incorporate healthy activity, meals, food, social into your day-to-day because eventually you're going to become so bombarded that you're not going to necessarily have time for those or make time for those and you have to. So I definitely say it's important to perfect the skill of planning and I have a top 10 planning tips here that I put together. I'm actually going to create a blog post with this too, but the first planning tip is to create a list. So make lists, tack them off. There's all sorts of amazing apps out there. I really like Google Keep. Um, so if you have a Gmail, you go on the back end and you can use Google Keep. It's super great. You can share it with people. You can color code it. I also like Todoist. So T-O-D-O-I-S-T. It's super great too. Um, make sure you're choosing an achievable goal. So just, you know, does shouldn't be something as far-fetched as like, you know, traveling to space and, you know, trying to see if like aliens exist, which I'm freaking obsessed with clearly. More so it could start with like starting a blog for that or so it should be like an achievable, realistic goal that's sustainable and that's feasible to achieve within the first few years. And then from there, you're going to kind of add on bigger ones, but um, achievable small goals. Three is schedule your week out. So typically on Sundays, what I do is I'll kind of make my week calendar and agenda and I will put in my big meetings. And then from there, I'll do my sub meetings, but I'll also make sure to schedule me time and stuff too. Um, Always leave me time as well. This is four in the morning and at night. Again, make sure you're going to the gym or even if it's just me time to like reading a book or whatever, it's important. Always plan the night before for the next day. Um, Figure out what you have to do and just kind of start preparing, getting mentally focused. You know, if you have a big meeting, you know, you could pick out your outfit earlier. Or if you have, let's say, two things to do that are in the same location and you have something scheduled like morning and afternoon, make sure that you have like a plan of what to do between or whatever it is. Just plan the night before a little bit. Um... Also, after each accomplishment, check it off or cross it out and really enjoy the success. So even like the littlest, silliest things like, you know, having fit in that workout 
segment or whatever, make sure to tick it off because that's like huge that you're able to hold yourself accountable and actually go to it. It, it just, it feels good to just sometimes just checking off a list and knowing that you actually accomplished what you wanted to. Um, also make sure that you don't bombard your list. Like don't have 30 things to do for one day. Obviously that's not realistic. Have 10. And like once you hit them all or most of them, it, it's like a really, really nice feeling. So um, make sure to enjoy each accomplishment. Keep in mind of the fact that things could go wrong. So let's say you did have um, an appointment like, and it does get canceled. Like That's normal. Things can go wrong. Things can get canceled. That's when you can actually like savor it and enjoy the time and just like, you know, sit back and take a break or do something else that has been kind of pending or bothering you. But just keep in mind that sometimes things won't go according to schedule. Your meetings might go later than expected. Also, on that note, try to stick to your schedule as much as possible. Try not to prolong things. Um, They could cause delays in other objectives like other types of planning so just like try to stick to the schedule that you put together be proactive that's huge and stay motivated because eventually what seems to be a tough thing to accomplish in the beginning will eventually become a habit after um it takes about 21 days to form a habit and really from experience if you do something consistently for two to three weeks it will ingrain in your brain and it will become a habit and then it's just going to become second nature to you. So anyways, yeah, that's about it. So I wanted to kind of go through what it kind of takes to know if you should even consider thinking about entrepreneurship and self-employment and just make sure that you're passionate about it and you are a good planner. And from there, you could definitely start preparing for creating your own empire. So that's it. Happy last day of September. I'm so excited to talk to you guys in October. Bye.